Hi everybody, this is the Rambling Tommy podcast. I am Mark. I hope everyone's doing well this Wednesday. Um, it's been a very busy kind of week uh, being an Evertonian. Um, it seems to be just such a long time ago since we played Brighton on Saturday. Um, I'll get into that uh, in a moment. Uh, my thoughts on that game and, and going forward coming into the West Ham game. So we'll come into that in a moment. Of course, we've had the points deduction uh, been reduced to four points, so I'll, I'll touch more on that uh, a little bit later. And also a little bit more about the takeover, which at the moment, if you believe a story that came out from the Times last night, which was uh, mentioning that it's maybe that 777 partners are going to get approval, or may not, I don't know, but they are having supposedly a face that they've had a face to face meeting with the Premier League regarding the takeover. So I'll talk more about all that. Um, Later on, but yeah, let's get started. Way, way back on Saturday, um, Everton played Brighton away. Um, for me personally, I was expecting uh, probably a point out of that game. Personally, that's just my view. I thought Brighton are playing well as per usual this season. Great footballing team, play some really good football, um, and I was expecting, you know, you know, a point from it. Um, you know, the team. Um, Set up, I think, as per usual. Uh, Godfrey stayed, you know, in in the right back position. Uh, the defense was as per normal. It's been set up, you know, and it's been like near enough together for um, a long, long period of time. And it's been one or two occasions where players have been out injured. It's only been on the right side with with Godfrey coming in and Patterson not playing or Ashley Young not playing in that position, being out injured or Seamus Coleman as well. So it seems to be he's, he's stuck with Ben Godfrey, obviously, I'm guessing for his pace. But that's, you know, the, so at the back, that's why our, we I think we're third in the table of in the stats table with, you know, not conceding goals. So in the defensive sense, you know, uh, we've been very, very uh, stable. And, you know, it's been really, really good to have that because it's, it's, it's what we needed especially while we've been struggling further up the field. Um, so, yes, of course, um, again, we started uh, with Adrissa Gay um, in midfield and, you know, Dominic Calvert-Loon obviously was up front. Um, yeah, it was it was a game, you know, set up in a way. I was a bit disappointed by the way we were playing. We've been normally away from home with, with the Corey, of course, in the team. We've been a little bit more expansive and getting forward a little bit more with him. And tactically, the way we've been set up, that we've been created opportunities, which did happen later on. In, in, you know, in, in later on in the first half and the second half, we did create opportunities. But from from watching the highlights, because I didn't see the full game, um, you know, you know. Brighton were on top and we're creating lots of opportunities and getting itself in the position. So for me, that's why I've always thought even before the game that it felt like, you know, a point would be a good, good result. And so, but, you know, second half we did, of course, Corey had that chance, which, uh, you know, got cleared off the line and, and we did get ourselves into positions. And I think it was, you know, Quite surprisingly, on my sense, that's that we got a goal, a fantastic goal by Gajara Bramfay, absolutely top-notch goal, um, top corner job. You know, any striker would have been happy with that. 
Um, and, you know, for me, I was out that evening uh, on, on Saturday and I checked my phone and we were winning 1-0 with about 10 minutes to go. And I was thinking, come on. I was praying to God. I'm, I'm not religious, but I was praying to God to get a result. We just needed three points. We just needed desperately. Obviously, at that point in time, we didn't know what, you know, points deduction. We didn't know what we, if we were getting anything back or what was going to go with that. So for me, I was really, really thinking, come on, we can do this. And then what I didn't know is that, you know, um, they had a player sent off. And for some reason, according to Jared Bradway, who said in an interview afterwards, and I'll take it off him, that basically we just backed, backed off. We were one up. They went down to 10 men and basically let them back into the game. We, this, we They were creating lots of opportunities getting forward and, and obviously they equalised. So it felt very, very disappointing that it, it, in a funny way that I wanted a, a draw before the game but you know on the circumstances and the way things were that they were down to 10 men you know it would be you know it felt like a defeat that basically you know they equalized and i don't know i don't even know where they got the nine minutes from uh so um, again var or if it was a var check or was it something on the sending off i don't know um that that dragged the dragged the amount of time, but again, where do you get get those time from? I don't know. So we could we with a point. It was an okay performance in the sense of the word. It was um just typical Everton at the moment trying to survive. Um trying to, you know, get points and trying to, you know, get to the next game, get to the next game. And obviously you know, as James James Garner said the other week, it's obviously weighing on players' minds regarding the points deduction. Obviously, it's now starting to get to them. And in a psychological sense, um, it's seen on the pitch. Um, and as players, um, I mean, as fans as well, of course, it's been on our minds for since we got the points deduction and the whole rip and roll, the whole thing that went from one thing to another. But, you know, it's a point, uh, you know, results went for us again. Um, after the you know Everton uh, you know draw, so you know we were above the relegation zone on um, same points, but our goal difference was better uh, than Luton Towns. So you know, you know, take a positive from that. We move on um, to the game on on Saturday, which I'll touch into in a moment, but um, that's not up and coming. But yeah. As I mentioned about the points deduction, obviously we've all been waiting for it. We've been dragged on. It's well, how why is it taking so long? And as I said last week in the podcast, I basically was thinking, you know, the longer it takes, obviously it'll be a more positive result. Maybe we'll get all our points back. I've been a little bit too optimistic, but as you can guess, on Monday we got the uh, the appeal result that we get four points back, um, and and six points, you know, are still has still been. As part of the breach that we will keep, which meant that we psychologically, as a fan base, even if it was four points, we moved up the table to fifteenth, um, and it you know gave us a little bit of a boost. But in all honesty, I still believe that you know points for this situation anyway, points shouldn't be given you know for sanctions uh, for any breaches like that when it's a financial sense. If it's regarding you know stadium funding or mitigations. Obviously, from the report, they didn't take the mitigations into factor into 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 it. Um, they just the reason why we got our points back is because two 
legal errors that they made. Um, so for me, you know, it's better than nothing. But I would have preferred more. But that's just how, the way I was. And I think every every other Tony probably wish we had all our points back. So yeah, it was a positive in some sense of the words. But I'll go into this in a moment. But um, we moved up, and what what that does psychologically probably for the players. We got the game against West Ham coming up. We're at home. It probably boosts everybody that we've moved away a little bit, a little bit pressure's been pushed off, but we need to win most football matches. Yes, we've not won for a while, but we're picking up points and we're not we've not lost this year. We're just drawing a lot of matches. Um so there's a lot of things in that sense, but we need to win matches. We need to score more goals. We need to as I, you know, Dominic Cowloon's still not scoring goals. How many games it's been now? Twenty matches, whatever it may be, Beto. On Saturday, had some chances and he missed them again. Guiltage opportunities to actually, you know, get us the results that we need. They need to start hitting, you know, scoring goals. It can't be always down to our defence and our midfield to do that. They are strikers and they're paid to do so. But we need that. So anyway, we, we need to get into that. It's going to be a tough game against West Ham. They just come off a win against Brentford, who have now... Because beforehand they were five points clear of, you know, the relegation zone, and now because we've been given four points back, they are now being dragged further more into it, into there, and and obviously it's going to have an issue with their fans, and it's going to have an issue with their the players. Obviously, one of their players after the defeat by West Ham, as I mentioned, it's going to be a tough game because West Ham, you know, beat Brentford of course, and it's going to be difficult. You know, again, because they've just come up winning 4-2 against Brentford at home. And so they're going to come with some some confidence. So we just have to go out there and just put in a shift. And hopefully these extra points that we got back from the deduction and the fans feeling a little bit pressure, you know, lifted for a bit anyway, because, of course, we've got the second breach, which is going to be heard in April. Um Hopefully we, we might not get as many points deductions on that. I don't know because it's all linked to the the first punishment that we had. You know, what we breached from the first punishment. And we don't know if it's double jeopardy, which people are calling. So we don't know if there's any link to, you know, if they're going to take everything on board or mitigate. You know, I don't know. You know, I'm not people dealing, the lawyers dealing with that. So we'll have to wait and see in April. Um, I think it's eighth of April or something like that that are actually going to be doing that, and we'll find out what will happen. Hopefully, it'll be good news, and then we can just move on for the rest of the season. Of course, as I mentioned about, you know, Nottingham Forest is a bit more worrying for them. Uh, we'll have to see what are they going to get a six point deduction um, straight away uh, when when theirs is being heard. I think theirs is being dealt with at the moment. So they're going to hear probably before we do because, of course, we've just come through the appeal. So obviously we've got a bit of a, a more of a time. So for them, it's going to be an issue that if they refute that and they want to appeal, it, that they may have to wait until the end of the se- uh, at the end of the season or after the season's ended to find out if they are going to win them points back or it's going to stay and they may either get relegated or they might stay up i don't know but then again they might just start playing fantastically well and pull away from it and basically whatever the six points 
that they get or whatever, it, it won't matter. And it's the same with Everton, really, because we've got, at the moment, we've got West Ham the next game. We've got some difficult games upcoming, but we just have to keep on ploughing along. And when we, we've got Sheffield United coming at home, we we have got some games at home and opportunities to get, you know, some points and Burnley as well, of course, to get some points and actually pull ourselves away. So if we were to get six points deduction from that, you know, maybe the club can just decide, well, we're further away, we'll just accept them and we will just basically go with it. But we need to win football matches. It's simple as that, isn't it? So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, points deduction, yeah, it's, but it just shows the fact that it's an appeal body, appeal saw an errors from the original independent commission and they also felt that, you know, the 10-point deduction was, you know, so, so severe, you know, because, of course, with the nine points, if you're going into administration, so it's taken an appeal board to actually rectify where the Premier League or the independent commission just really made really, very really poor decisions. But the fact is that the Premier League wanted 12 points deducted to us just shows you what, what they were trying to do. I don't know what they were trying to do. And it just shows you that we need an independent regulator. We need, you know, a better way. PSR, yes, has to be in, but it has to be fairer and it has to be done the right way. So clubs that have rogue owners like Everton do that, you know, is trying to help the club, not try to hinder it because by sanctioning the club like it did and the fact that we, you know, we didn't create have a sporting sanction, we didn't lie. That was another thing that they found with, with the legal error. They seemed to assume that we lied and we hid, you know, what we were telling them when in reality that was not the case. So that's, you know, a good positive from our point of view that, you know, we told everything rightly, you know, and honestly. So that's a positive as well. As much as the way the board and the owner is, you know, and ruined our football club, you know, over the last few years, specifically the owner and his ways, you know, trying to compete or trying to want to get further, but his decision-making and the money that he threw in or just completely destroyed our football club and as much as we have a fantastic stadium being built and it's nearly being completed it's just you know it could have been done a better way you know i'm not a finance guy and i just wish you know you know the board at the time and the board are no longer there of course tried to actually you know guide him and then talk to him and actually say do this with the money but they didn't help they were too weak to actually even talk to him to try and you know stop him to making these little like going to the shop you know shopping sprees and thinking oh i can buy all, all these players i can bring in these managers i can do all this and all that and you know not realize that there was a a chance that we would breach which what's happened anyway i digress we've got the four points back let's just hope that we we don't get six points from the second charge and it's reduced or maybe a fine or maybe suspended or something that enables us to actually get to the end of the season and actually hopefully spend our last season you know in the premier league um 
at Goodison and, you know, moving into the, the new stadium the year after that we're still a Premier League club. But at the moment, you know, it's up in the air still as is. But we've got some points. Let's take some positive from it. Um, and, you know, let's go into the West Ham game. Hopefully the players are a bit rejuvenated by it, feel a lot better by the fact that, you know, at least some positives come out from it. And then they can go into the game and actually get a result. And hopefully it'll spur the, us as fans on. I'll be there on Saturday getting behind, you know, getting behind the team as I always have done and pushing the team to get a result. And we just need it. If we can get that, it'll just change everything because it will mean that we'll probably be eight points clear of the relegation places, which will be absolutely monumental of the way things have been over the last few, how many months? A few months, last four months or so. And, you know, it'll cycles that will change and it'll change with players and hopefully we can start to move forward with that. Yeah, so basically we move on um, to the West Ham game next. But of course, there's there's a story out there, of course, regarding the takeover by 777 Partners. Everybody knows what my, my feelings regarding them are. Um, as I've said all along, they're not right for Everton Football Club. I know they put £150 million or whatever the amount into the club to keep it running, which is honourable and grateful to keep the club going and going into it and, and paying obviously for the stadium and also keeping the day-to-day running and also paying obviously salaries and everything else you know because at the end of the day you know that money is keeping us going and if if if, if they weren't doing that then they, I'm sure he couldn't put money in I don't know if he could or not I don't know if he could still put money into the club then we then we were teetering then it could still go to down to into administration maybe because obviously we can't pay our creditors we can't pay wages we can't pay for the stadium we can't pay for all that all the stuff so at the moment they're doing that which is honorable whatever you people think about that i mean but my opinion is still that you know i would wish that there was somebody else i know there's rumors out there that there is people interested and want to buy the club but they're not making themselves known and it just seems to be 777 Partners are the only game in town at the moment that they only want to, people that want to take over the football club. And at the moment, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, that you know there was a Times um, article that they are speaking to the Premier League. Are they speaking now? Well, they've already started speaking to them. I don't know. So hopefully we will, we might hear something this week. Fingers crossed. Now, as I mentioned that, I, it's, you know, at the end of the day, I would really like it to be somebody else, as I mentioned. But, you know, if they get the approval, we get behind it. Whatever, it's been decided, you know, Mashiri wants to sell his shares to them. It's been agreed by them. We move forward and hopefully they will do a really, really good job of Everton Football Club and get us moving forward get past these breaches that we are going through and get past that, get into the stage and start moving forward and start getting this club back to where it should be and where it belongs. And I'm trying to be optimistic by it. So if they do get the approval and they do take over, let's hear what they want to say. Let's hear what they want to do. That's, you know, but I can't do anything about it. I wish I could. I can't, you know, there's no point even demonstrating 
at the end of the day, they put the money in at this moment in time as loans just to help the club. If they are approved by the Premier League and they've got funding and they, they can do it and they're willing to actually help the club, that'll have to be. But as I mentioned, you know, you, all the noise out there of guarding them, of all the litigation, all the lawyer, legal situations, that their uh, credit rating being downgraded in different places and clubs are having issues as well, that other clubs that they, they have investments in or they own. All the problems that their businesses that they're having in America and everywhere else. That's what's worrying me and concerning me. And that's why I feel I wish they would not be the people taking over the football club. But at this moment in time, unless somebody today decides to come out and say, we want to take over the football club. Um, we, we're willing to pay da -da -da and whatever else we want to do this. If they're out there, make yourself known. The other thing is, is that, you know, the other thing that they may be talking to the Premier League, is it a sign that, yes, you know, they are getting approval? Or are, are they told face-to-face -face that, oh, no, we're not, you're not getting the approval because of duh, 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 and duh, and then, okay. And if that's the case, then we will have to have Mashiri have to come out He'll have to communicate and say, you know, we have other uh, other people interested in the club. Um, I've been talking to them. They may, he might have been talking to them anyway, privately, and, you know, getting an idea. Maybe something is set in ways just in case this happens. But if you're having a face-to-face -face meeting with the Premier League, <laughs> it's the Premier League, um, and normally that indicates that they're going to get approval. So watch this space on that one. Um, anyway, let me know in the comments below what you think about the, you know, the, the takeover. Do you think, you know, is there anybody out there who wants to, you know, take over the, wants to take over the club? Are they waiting in the wings? Let me know below. I just, you know, as we all know, I just want to get this club to go forward and, you know, and do get it back in, in, in the right line, you know, lights at the end of the tunnel because it just feels dark at the moment and you just keep on opening. So you get a few points back from the deduction and you just hope maybe, just maybe we can start to move forward. And then the takeover that has been dragging on longer and longer and longer and longer. We want to know yay or nay on that, you know, we want to be able to, see what they can do if it is them and if if it's not them who what's going to happen next but it just feels like there's no i can't see that light at the end of the tunnel and i just hope that as the season ends we're still in the premier league we've got new owners that are coming in to put money into the club and money into the stadium to complete and we can all go into next season in our last season at Goodison Park, you know, enjoying going to the football matches and getting behind and hopefully seeing a team that can be a little bit more expressive and a little bit more open and actually be play a bit better than what we've currently seen. Because the way the reason why it's set in that way is, and maybe I'm wrong, it's set in that way because making it so hard to beat is the first priority. 
I've got more, so many things. I wanted to talk about Kevin Farewell and, and everything else, but that'll be for another podcast next week. And I know uh, I just want to shout out to um, Paul Diesk, who listened to my podcast last week and basically said that I sounded like Sean Deitch. Um, I said that I'd just let him know I'll try to talk about Kevin Farewell this week, so it would be interesting to see you know, if I sound like him. But a shout out to him because Paul, as much as you know, he, He's puts wonderful stuff out there and content out there. Um, he's been a massive supporter to this podcast. Um, and, you know, talking to Blues podcast, please listen to theirs. It's fantastic with Andy Gost, Ghost, Gostatine. I can't say the name though. Andy and George. You know, that's a great podcast and it's really, really informative. And it's great to understand the, the, the financial side of football, not just, you know, in takeovers and everything else and how it all operates and it's great to listen to that so please you know Paul if you're listening you know shout out you know keep up the great work what you're doing on there and also on social media I know there's a lot of people you know do be critical but that's just the way it is but you know I try to get as much information as I possibly can regarding takeovers and try and understand every every aspect of it but it's quite tough to take it all in but yeah um so I wanted to talk about so I'll speak more about that next week. I'll have my views about how he's doing regarding, you know, the director, being a director of football and the players that are recruitment and players who come in and, you know, and everything else regarding that. So I'll have more time, hopefully next week, to talk about that. Plus, hopefully, we might have new owners or not. So we'll talk about that when we get that. Plus, the West Ham game upcoming, so I'll talk about that as well. So... Yes, so thank you again, as per usual, for listening to the podcast, watching me on YouTube um, and, you know, giving me all the great feedback and enjoying listening to me rambling on for about 25 to 30 minutes at a time about everything that is Everton Football Club, what is on my mind at this precise moment. It's always appreciated um, and it just keeps me, keeps, keeps me sane in a sense, actually, I can get what I feel out there. Because sometimes I can't always put it in words, you know, on social media or anywhere, how I really feel about how Everton are doing at the moment and everything else that is ongoing regarding. So please, thank you very much for listening. As per usual, um, um, please leave comments below on Spotify if you can, or let me know what you think on Twitter, um, on YouTube as well. Let me know what you think. It's, it's, it's valuable feedback for me what you think I can do better, what I can improve on, and what what I need to do going forward. But I just want to shout out, you know, so thank you, shout out to all you guys who listen, who spend the time to actually click on, you know, Spotify and listen to me, just rambling on. Um, and, you know, keep on rambling, as, as they keep on saying to me, keep on rambling. So anyway, thank you very much again. Um, I will speak to everybody again, hopefully be next either next Monday or next Tuesday, dependent on my day. Um, but on that note, this is the Rambling Toffee signing out. Take care and I'll speak to you again soon. Take care. Bye bye.